is yours. I'm Jesse. And I'm Hope. This is your guidebook to post-millennial marriage. Today, what are we talking about, my love? Communication! That's some good stuff. It's kind of essential. It is a must. Uh, why is it so important, though? I mean, it's literally been going on since the beginning of time. Yeah. So it kind of started out with Oog Oog and Boog Boog. Right. And then the cavemans would draw on the walls. Exactly. They'd tell each other, big horse, little horse, fight horse, oh. fight elephant, fight Mammoths. big fuzzy elephant. <laughs> yeah, the fuzzy elephants. Okay. And then, then what did it look like? As far as I remember, Spaceship Earth told me that <laughs> <laughs> the Egyptians invented papyrus so they would uh, have like their own symbols and could transport knowledge a little easier. Yeah, because you can't really transport someone just saying hi without something to write on. So Egyptians used the papers. Right, but that was kind of a problem if they were trading with other people. Hmm. So the Phoenicians developed the alphabet and kind of standardized language hmm. for the people that would trade in their area. And that probably allowed a higher percent of people to know how to write, too. Yeah. Because I'm sure in the Egyptian era, there was a very select few that would actually write things down. Oh, for sure. The common person would not know no. these things. They would only know what their people told them. But there were still scholars that right. were uh, writing things down, even in that far back. And then the Phoenicians did that thing. Right, they and said, then after that... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's very sad. The burning of the library at Alexandria. Which we read yesterday that Caesar mm -hmm. commanded the burning of the ships. And the fire were... spread to the library. It wasn't yeah. intentional. So they didn't mean to destroy all of history. Uh, or written history, we thought. Right. But it showed up that we some monks made copies of it in another building. Mm-hmm. That was not burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. And a big portion of our education up to that point was saved because of that. Yeah. And then during the Middle Ages, they invented the postal system so they could send mm. long-distance communications. That's handy. Especially if you have a loved one across the lands. I mean, that's probably not how it worked back then, but it's nice to think of that. Oh, but pen pals. Pen pals were a thing, I don't think. That's really sweet. That's real sweet. Pen pal took five months to respond. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, think some of, people are still like that. I think of a, uh, like, Little Woman and things like that where they wrote to each other. Yeah, but that was in the Victorian era. That was like 400 years later. Oh, wow. Okay. So after that, after postal, postal systems, what happened? We got the printing press. So we could make copies of the books and knowledge that well, we already had. Probably made it a lot easier to preserve knowledge. Yes. And communicate what to the next generation what they needed to learn. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the 1800s, we got the telegraph, which was uh, Morse code transmission. Beep, 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 What did I just say? I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> And then in 1876, we got the telephone. Oh, you can call your loved one. Exactly. Hmm. Was this, I, I'm sure at the beginning, telephones were pretty local. Yes, for sure. Uh, but it was real-time communication while nice. you weren't face-to-face. -face. Wow. And then? 
We got radio. And that was a further signal at yes. that point. It could broadcast. Oh, what a revolutionary idea. I want I, The people at the time probably were just amazed. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, you know, those, like, scary stories caused hysteria. Really? Because they thought these things were actually happening. What crazy stories? Just, like, horror stories that oh, were, like, yeah. programs on the radio. Yeah. If you didn't tune into the entire show, people would believe that was, like, news. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. That's probably what earlier television, too, when they had, like, you know, forced perspective and things like that. People were so terrified because it's such a new technology. Mm -hmm. And then we had in the 1990s, uh, well, actually earlier, around the 60s and 70s, they first created computers, but they were really just huge things that were... Size of a refrigerator. Extremely small tasks that were not very helpful for how much it cost. And then in the 1990s, it really became a little more popularized and allowed the everyday man to buy one, even though they were still very expensive. I mean, they're expensive now, but in the 90s, they could use it for communication, not just those simple tasks. Yeah. They could actually do AOL. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And then later in the 2020, 2020 times, AI is now helping us right uh it's such a a state of time where you don't have to think anymore uh to do something meaningful uh, or or what appears to be meaningful you can allow a robot to figure out how to write a love letter or uh, say something nice to someone how to phrase something in such a way that is more meaningful than your brain could come up with uh when I say more meaningful, I'll tell you, take enough time and no robot will be able to actually understand your spouse like you. So, uh, but it is good for like ideas on dates. Yes. AI is very smart, uh, because it knows a lot. (laughs) It's compiled a lot. So, uh, that's a brief history of communication, thanks yeah. to Spaceship Earth and ChatGPT. ChatGPT actually helped us compile that. Yeah, they 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 put in what is it? Telephone for us. They Postal did. systems. And some of the dates uh, were more accurate with ChatGPT, which is nice because we haven't been to Disney. Yeah, too long. Like eight months. <laughs> Apparently, that's too long. It is. So now, let's talk about communication within a marriage. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of different ways we need to communicate to our spouse. Mm -hmm. We're kind of, I think this whole episode is going to be more of a rapid fire. Rapid fire. These are some good tips we know. Yeah, quick tips. And then what I would like, though, is after this episode airs, maybe if they have more specific questions about communication, we can address. How do you discuss the hard topics before you get married yeah i think i think it will definitely i think it will definitely depend on the relationship Mm -hmm. those topics are going to be more better addressed by someone asking a question because we could talk about communication all day but not address someone's specific situation yes so you can email us send us a dm we are here to help that's right and at the end of the episode you'll get all those links uh, and I'll have it in the episode description too. All right. 
So, quick tips. Let's get started. We should always address things that are bothering us whenever uh, we have a more calm mind and can communicate our feelings honestly without feeling like uh, <laughs> this need to express ourselves maybe more emotionally than uh, necessary, I guess. Yeah, it, don't come at those hard things when you're feeling triggered. Yeah. Minds, but at the same time, or, we should maybe hold back those feelings to become very where big, they will become. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like the rumor weed. It's the rumor weed, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Veggie tail kids get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, what else, baby? What you got something for me? Throw, throw, throw something for me. Sure. When you're speaking to others mm. about your spouse, speak well of them. Mm. Yeah. Be encouraging, and that kind of shifts your focus and perspective of your spouse as well. Mm. If you yeah. refuse to tell other people like your dirty laundry or whatever's ailing you about your spouse, yeah. If you're it's an about attitude like of gratitude. I think that's one of those, uh, yeah, that, that it comes back to when you're being grateful, uh, you can't really, you're not thinking about the bad. Yeah. And it helps you just more finely think of your spouse mm -hmm. in general, which is great. That's a great practice, not only for yourself, but also if you're close with people and you're talking well about your spouse, they're going to, they're going to mention it and it's going to make your spouse's day. And the flip side is also true. If you mm. say something that's kind of a dig at your mm. spouse to someone else, yeah. they're not going to forget that. No. And they'll kind of hold on to it. And maybe when something's going on hard, they'll, oh, hey, he said this or she said this about. Yeah. Never a good thing to do. It doesn't matter how mad you are. You should always address concerns and disagreements directly with your spouse, not mm -hmm. with other people. If you have a therapist, that might be a safe space to talk about things that are bothering you. Uh, especially smaller things or even larger things that might be very difficult they, like hey i need help processing this and how to address it that's a safe space but friends and family they're not your therapist they're not your therapist so when we are you know casually going through the day sometimes we will accidentally or sometimes purposely offend uh, each other in relationships and this can be a very challenging thing because sometimes things can be felt feel lighthearted to you but your SO might be like oh my goodness that was very painful and hurtful yeah that happened to us in the beginning of our yeah. relationship like <laughs> i would say something uh sarcastic using sarcasm because i was a very sarcastic person in general uh that was part of my humor that was kind of like how i did but i was also just fresh out of college and also roomies with a bunch of boys so sarcasm there was taken very lightly that's a lot different living with a girl yeah being in a relationship you have to be more cautious with your words uh no matter who you're uh dating or married to and uh be very i think understanding where the other person's perspective is coming from mm -hmm. and be quick to apologize uh but also be apologize when you're really meaning it too yeah because it a, a, sorry is not an apology. No, being just like, oh, sorry. Be like, hey, I can tell this really offended you. And I just want to apologize because I love you. And I don't want to hurt you in that way. Yeah, and um, I think part of that apology is here's how I'm going to fix it so it doesn't mm. happen in the future. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what can we do to fix this? Uh, should we not use sarcasm at all in our lingo anymore? If that is the thing that was offensive. Uh, that's what we did and we don't. We don't, we don't, we're not sarcastic about each other. We always are just encouraging each other. We're sarcastic about 
other things, but not yeah. about the way we talk about each other. Yeah, there's a very fine line, though. There were, were when I start like, if I say something so silly that I meant to say something else, that's okay to jab at. I think very like obvious mess ups when you like you say like my legs are aching, but you instead you say my eggs are laking. That's <laughs> hilarious and should be addressed as a funny thing. I think. <laughs> well, my legs are rivering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah and sometimes it'll take others longer to forgive in that process and that's okay I'm very quick to forgive and hope needs a process and that's a good thing to know about your significant others yeah the others w- <laughs> other the way they process so you can yeah. be an internal processor like mm-hmm. I am and you have to think through the things yeah. and come to a solution by yourself and then bring up your findings to your partner yeah. And then there's people like Jesse who are <laughs> external processors and like have retriever. to talk through everything to yeah. get to the solution together. And then, and I'll forgive and apologize immediately too, because I do feel I have a very uh, strict conscience, And when I mess up, I, I, I feel horrible. So, uh, and even if it's a small thing, I still feel bad. Even when I was a young, young little lad, I stole one bunny candy from the candy drawer when I was not supposed to. One bunny candy, I ate it, and I was like so mad at myself, I started crying. I went to my mom and I said, Mom, I ate bunny candy. (laughs) And I will never forget it because I had such a grief and emotion behind that So much remorse. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's my Did you get in trouble for eating the bunny candy? I don't think so. I think she was like, this kid's a mess. And he's basically disciplined himself enough already just by weeping over here. Not the bunny candy. Not the bunny candy. You go, baby. What what else? Um If you and your spouse have a problem, it's you and your spouse versus mm. the problem, not you versus your spouse versus the problem. Yeah. You guys are a team. 100%. No, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important thing to remember when you are addressing issues. Mm-hmm. Because you're never fighting each other. You should never be fighting each other. Um, because that's... If you're fighting each other, you're driving your, yourselves apart from each other. In in a relationship, you your goal is not only to get closer with them, but to improve the other person. So you can't be improving someone when you're fighting against them. Yeah. Uh, encouraging them and finding a solution to the problem is also it will solve the issue so much more quickly and you'll yeah. get to an understanding instead of a disagreement a disagreement that lingers in a relationship has to be addressed it cannot be just oh okay we're just going to have a disagreement and never address it that is a that is a gateway to this underlying tension in a relationship that should never be had um, we should also um, ask more questions about each other while conversing through like casual conversation I think and especially on dates and things like that ask so many questions about that your significant other instead of talking about yourself because it is so easy to talk about ourselves, but it makes someone feel important to be quizzed on what their likes are what they are interested in what they want to see the future to be like and uh, 
a good way to do that, a good way to, to show them that you are interested in the other person is to ask them, hey, like, what has your brain tick? How are you doing? Yeah, and when we go on dates, we do like a mental health check-in. Mm. So we ask how we are physically, mentally, yeah. emotionally, and things. spiritually. Like, it gets kind of deep sometimes, yeah. too, because you have to be more specific than, oh, I'm good, I'm, I'm fine, yeah. I'm tired. That's a casual friendship conversation. That's not a relationship. Right, but that can also be applied to your friendships. You For can sure. ask those deeper questions. Yeah, just because ourselves. it's hard doesn't mean it's not important. It's so important. I agree. Like we were saying, having those face-to-face conversations is really important because there is so many things that mm. get lost in translation if it's text or mm. uh, FaceTime even. Yeah. You can't really understand exactly what your partner's trying to say to you. Yeah, and I think there's this weird, like feeling of separation when you're on any type of communication that's not in person that's like oh i'm, I'm on a time limit like the, we have to finish this conversation at some point right because we're not together and you have other things to do and you're not thinking about so many other things than the actual conversation that uh, being together and actually conversing in person without any distractions is a vital thing. Yeah, I feel like when I'm on FaceTime, not necessarily with you, but with other people, I'm kind of like taking up their time and yeah. I have to try to make it meaningful for them to stay on the line, which mm. probably is overthinking and they do actually want to talk to me. They definitely but do. <laughs> I feel like I have to force conversations more. Yeah. Than if I'm in person with someone. And there's a more more comfortable amount of time you can be silent and collect your thoughts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to know that there is a resource to converse throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've met really cool people around the world just through... Uh, Twitch streaming and things like that where people tune in from islands in the middle of the ocean. You should. This is something I grew up uh, doing for sometimes my parents. Sometimes uh, my par- our parents would do it for us. Sometimes I'd leave some for my brother or brothers and just little notes hidden and just telling them like, hey, I love you. Not really hidden, though. You want to be able to find it. Some are obvious enough to find it. But Uh, don't hand it to them is what you're saying. a little bit of positivity for while you're not there. Or even while you're there. They can find it at any time. But it just shows that you went out of your way to do something extra to tell them how much you appreciate them. Yeah, you've got little notes from me by your desk. I do. I saved them. I saved them to see and read. Do you read them often? Not too often, but I know they're there and they're very encouraging to have around. That's nice. It is nice. I think when you're having a discussion, or if you want to call it an argument, Hmm. and you have reached a solution, don't bring it back up. Hmm, Yeah. Rehashing is not good. No. Uh, I think a very good rule for why this is so important is... uh, love keeps no record of wrong mm-hmm. agape love specifically it keeps no record of wrong and if we're bringing something back up we're obviously keeping a record of wrong and keeping records on other people 
no matter it's exhausting any negative rec- record for your significant other is a i'm gonna tell you right now it's a no-no you're not allowed you're not allowed this is not an option if you're keeping record of the other person you're in the wrong but on the flip side if you do want to keep a record keep it up things you're grateful for the yeah. gratitude you have done this so many times thank you so much yeah and it's nice to be able to reflect back on the things that you've come through together mm. like hey remember when this was going on and you stayed by me yeah that's really nice um if you're asked a direct question something that is like even maybe challenging to answer answer honestly the first time yeah uh we have experienced the flip side yeah and there has been hurt yeah and we've had to work through it a lot more than if we were honest in the beginning yeah it's important to be honest um honesty in a relationship shows not only you trust someone with mm-hmm. even the hardest things and the most challenging things you've been through or going through in the current or the current time, but also it helps the other person be able to trust you. Yeah, if you're willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because they know how hard it is to tell the truth about things yeah. that aren't good. Aren't gratifying to your own like self-image, yeah. right? Like someone how someone perceives you if something is degrading you in a way that you've done in the past or even in the present, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to be like, hey, I'm, I, I really, this is challenging. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to answer those questions honestly because it, even though in our minds and our little pea brains, we feel that giving honest answers about things that are like, oh, we messed up about, we have feel such a feeling of security within that, like that knowledge of like, oh, they don't see me this way because... They don't see everything I've done wrong. Uh, it's literally the opposite. The other person will see you as human and understand that, hey, like everyone makes mistakes. I've made mistakes. And they can, they can it's, it's this vulnerability that creates a tighter bond, really. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, this person's willing to like lay this down before me and trust me with this information that's pretty private. Uh, it's 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 a it's a lovely thing. It's it's hard though for the person who's it's being so honest. It's hard. Uh, it's very difficult, but I think it's so important to do that because without it, you're just living this life of oh, do I know everything about this person? Do I truly know who this person is? And the longer you go with those sorts of secrets, mm. the harder it is when the truth does come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. But what what is good about it though? is if you're hearing this now and you've kept a secret for a while, just do it now because it's only going to get harder when like just just do it because in what the best way to do it actually is to tell someone you trust that you're going to do it and that person will keep you accountable to do mm-hmm. it. That's how that's how we've done it. I I've done it in the past. I've been like I need to tell Hope something and I'm going to tell a very close confidant and that confidant was like Yep, I'm going to keep you to it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to check back in and make yeah. sure you did it. Oh, no, it would have. Yeah, definitely. But uh, all in all, uh, it's very important to to be honest. I think that's a big one with conversation. And just with the relationships. Any relationship. <laughs> yeah. Don't keep secrets. Secrets suck. 
surprises are better. Yeah, because everyone's going to find out. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fun and exciting. Yes. Not scary. Uh, Active listening mm-hmm. is a crucial part of communication. Yeah. You have to focus on them. Put your phone down. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but yes, yeah, so get a little more. It makes your partner or friend, whoever you're talking to, mm. feel like they are heard and that they are important in your mm. eyes. Yeah. This Don't. is an extremely important one for quality time love language people. Mm-hmm. Don't interrupt them. Mm. Don't act distracted. Mm. Don't make it seem like, oh, I've got something better to do. Just yeah. hurry up and say what you got to say. Yeah. this that, And that's very easy to do for people who are uh, very service-oriented. Mm-hmm. They want to get on to the next thing so they can help someone or yeah. something like that. Or, uh, But train yourself to be able to take blocks of time whenever a your significant other, significant other is talking to you directly just just give them that time that's so valuable and it it's not hard either just shut up and listen <laughs> yeah also like make eye contact yeah prove to them that you're, you're interested listening. you're actually listening and don't be like like gazing into their eyes like you've seen like a ghost and like you're thinking about something else nod give affirmations of how you're interpreting and like give give some significant evidence that you're listening <laughs> and listen to understand don't listen just to reply mm. yeah oh yeah don't start thinking about how you're going to reply that's so yeah there's so many times where i've been like mm, this is my next thought on this conversation let them finish their thought first. Yeah. Let them fully understand. Give you a full, full understanding of what they're saying. Because sometimes you make yourself look a fool, too. If you interject, oh, yeah, this, 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 that. Nope. You're wrong. I was going to say this. Oh, I'm wrong. You were going to say that. You can save yourself that embarrassment. Yeah. Just you're helping yourself. Until you're done. And it makes the other person feel better. Um... So, something important in any conversation, no matter what it is, you should never use uh, nevers or always, uh, because this these things like you always, or, and also this also jumps into the I statements, using I statements instead of you statements, mm-hmm. along with not using you always or you never statements, saying I feel blank i feel like this when you do this it this hurts me when when this happens (laughs) for example yeah i feel like i'm not important when you're on the phone when Mm. i'm talking to you yeah yeah and that there's no like attack in that sentence there's just this is my feelings these are how this is how i'm i'm feeling in this in this state of uh, distraughtness. <laughs> You've done this to me. You've attacked me with your phone time. But really, uh, using your pronouns well is so important uh, to not be offensive in conversation. Mm-hmm. And also, this gets back into the idea of working at a problem. Because the problem is not that they're person. The problem is how how that person is affecting you 
Mm -hmm. right? So that effect is really the problem. So saying this is how it makes me feel, that's addressing the problem, not the person. Yep. The problem is what we're trying to solve. Yeah, you can't fix people. <laughs> you, won't, you won't ever fix people. Uh, and if you feel like it's hard to find a solution, mm. take a step back, come at it logically, and try to see the other person's point of view. I think that has helped me most in our relationship. Uh, Can you give us an example? Yeah, there was this time where Hope was... Uh, oh, man, I bless her heart. She was making these verse tiles at a vinyl uh, for our students when I was a youth pastor. And it was so painstakingly like challenging to get these things weeded out, these little stickers basically, uh, in small little slivers and it was just not working well and she was getting very frustrated, right? And I was like, let me help you, let me help you, let me, because I could tell like she was like physically like distraught over this. And I was just like, I want to ease her burden in my mind, right? And really, that's not really what she wanted, uh, but I didn't know this at the time. So I said it, I think, three times over a span of like 30 minutes. And the third time, she gave up. And she's like, I obviously didn't want your help for the first two times. Why are you asking me again? She didn't say these things, but obviously that, this is what she was thinking. And got up and let, and like said, you do it then. And I said, well, no, we need to address what just happened. And then... Without, without like really in my feeble mind, I guess was thinking like, I was just trying to solve an issue. I was trying to help, uh, but it wasn't helping. It wasn't helping because the emotion behind it wasn't, I want help. It was, this is frustrating. And I just need to show that I'm frustrated about this. Uh, and I want to complete it too, because a sense of accomplishment with something frustrating is a good thing. So instead of addressing it right then, I stepped outside, I prayed for a second, <laughs> and then came back inside and we had a very meaningful conversation about how she felt about it how I was trying to help and how we can do it in the future better yes and I think part of the solution we came to was if I need help I will ask yeah. you for it yeah We're, because she's I very am a very independent <laughs> and capable woman I can do hard things yes she can she's very very capable and I, I've learn that a lot more now uh now there's some things that i try to help with and she's like nah stay away <laughs> and uh well, that's fine but uh yeah just be in tune with the other person and and know that they have a perspective and anytime someone has this like maybe lashing out of like like oh goodness try to see it from their perspective even if the other person is completely in the wrong try to see like, and I'm not talking about this situation. Obviously, I was in the wrong in that situation. <laughs> but try to see it from the other person's perspective because you might be in the wrong. Even if you're interpreting it as in like, oh my gosh, they just blew up on me. Why the heck did they do that? Step back a little bit and say, oh, I really messed up. Or maybe even you won't see that, but you at least see where they're coming from. Yeah, and you also need to keep in mind that you are too... Mm. different people raised yeah. by two different parents yeah yeah and you you, and you yeah. had different jobs you did different school stuff like there's no there's way differences that, yeah <laughs> that you're gonna agree on everything all the time it's impossible which is a good thing though 
to have two for different perspectives on things. This is why podcasts work so well in duos. You don't see many solo podcasts out there just talking into the void because bouncing ideas and, and helping each other understand each other more and understand life more is so valuable. We're created for communication and created for relationship. For community. Community. That's a root word in there. Communication. <laughs> That's the root word. Communication. Any final thoughts on this, baby? I love talking to you. It's very nice. I feel very safe mm. and very glad that you're willing to listen and we can have these hard talks. You That's know good. who else is great to talk to? Who? Your mom. My mom. Is Not in like a funny ha ha way. Like genuinely i enjoy talking to her my mom would sit and listen to anyone forever she would she would literally like she she wouldn't stop listening to someone if she if they needed it and she's also willing to ask the hard questions yeah she can have a difficult conversation she's had many she has seen me cry so many (laughs) times we actually had neighborhood friends not friends neighborhood uh kids uh in florida and they would come over just to talk to my mom. That's so sweet. We weren't friends with them. They'd just come over and talk to her because they didn't have friends. Like, literally, my mom was their friend. And it was beautiful. It was just cool to see, like, such a, like a time-giving mentor. mentor that was willing to sacrifice her time for people who just weren't loved by others. It's yeah. like, wow, what a beautiful picture of, you know, a person. <laughs> it's just that reflection of... Uh, Caring about those who are not wanted. That's a Jesus thing right there. Thank you, Mama. All right. You have any final thoughts? There is such a burden lifted when communicating openly and even just about light things. There's this idea of like sharing thoughts and your day and, and how you do things and how you think that you're like, oh, someone understands me a little bit more. And especially when it's that significant other, it's like, I, I feel appreciated. You know what's real nice? What's real nice? When you tell someone something, and then like a month later, they mm-hmm. remember and they're like, hey, mm-hmm. I remember you said this thing. Yeah. Or like if you're talking about your favorite things and you're like, oh, I like Skittles. And then <laughs> someone brings you Skittles and you're yeah. like, oh, they were actually listening to me. Yeah. They valued what I had to say. Your significant other is probably going to be your best friend. Oh, they should be. They should be. You're doing uh, life together till the end. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's a good time. I like I like us. I like us. Yeah. More specifically, you. Well, I think us makes us, me, me you better. <laughs> that was a great sentence. Us makes us, me, you better. <laughs> That's how I'm sticking to it. Okay. All right. If you could like to get in contact with us, you can email us at what's mine is yours pod at gmail.com. Or, or you can DM us mm. on Instagram mm. or Twitter yep. at WMIY underscore pod. Um, if you have any questions concerning anything about relationship or uh, general marital things, we'd love to hear from you. And we will answer those questions. Like guaranteed, you give a good, a good question that needs to be addressed, or even just a small question that you're just wondering about. 
Yeah, I simple things. Feel like we should do a ask me anything episode sometime soon. Yeah, we will. So send those questions in. All right. Until next Thank time. Thank you for listening. And bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.